you, Father, for gathering us again this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for being available to us all the time, 247. Thank you for bidding us look unto you. Today, Lord, we have come. Teach us, Lord, to look unto Jesus and live. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Happy New Year to everyone. In the name of Jesus, Amen. The topic for the sermon this morning is looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. And it's a beautiful topic to start the year with. Hallelujah. Really thank God for thus far he has led us. Thus far he has helped us. Thus far he has led us by the hand. And even when we try to go astray, he has pulled us back and kept us to himself. And thank God that we can look unto him. And when we look unto him, we are saved. Look unto Jesus. Look and be saved. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Our text will be taken from Hebrews chapter 12, where we had our Bible reading. I will read from verse 1 to verse 2, and then we dwell more on verse 2. Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore we also... Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run, everybody say, let us run. And let us run with endurance, everybody say, with endurance. The race, everybody say the race that is set before us. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And then in verse 2, it says, looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And it says that this author and finisher of our faith, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. 
it's important that we appreciate the background of what we are talking about. The writer says we are running a race. There is a race before us. Even if you want to look at those who run in the stadium and you have spectators, he says we have a crowd of witnesses who are watching us as we run this race. And the, the most terrible thing somebody running this kind of race will do is to go and carry a bag of cement and put on his shoulder and he want to be running with it. Or even to carry your handbag and carry it and be running. The person who is more likely to run that race to the end and possibly come first and take the gold medal is going to be somebody who has shared every weight. And you know that something else he said we should drop. It's not just the weight that pulls us down. It's not just the baggage. But he said the sin. And the way the Bible put that with the article T-H-E there. Suggests that for each man, for each woman, for each child, for each adult, examine yourself. Use your tongue and count your teeth, as the Igbos will say. What is the sin that tends to pull you down? Because at the end of the day, it's not just a physical race for ordinary gold medal. It's the race of life. It is the ultimate race. The race that you run and get to the finishing point, and the Lord God, the Almighty, will say, well done. The Lord will say, open the way and let him in, into glory, into the place of rejoicing eternally, forever. For billions of years to come, you are coming in, to glory because you have run the race and you have run successfully and you have made the mark. Our big brother, Paul, the apostle, got to a point in his life. He said, look, I have run the race. I have run the race. Everybody say, I have run the race. I have run the race. And in that passage, in 2 Timothy, Paul mentioned something else that is very important. He talked of crown, reward. Hallelujah. We have dwelt on a theme in 2023 that said, Keep going, be strong. Don't fall by the wayside. Never be discouraged. There is reward. Wait for your reward. St. Paul drew our attention to that. That there is a reward. The crown 
And he made it clear that that crown is not only for St. Paul of Tarsus. That is for every one of us. As many of us as run this race, expecting reward. Expecting Jesus to come and give us reward. Hallelujah. And in the, in the text, we are told we are in a race. And there are so many people watching us. A crowd of witnesses. I don't want to dwell on the characteristics of that crowd. Whether they are angelic or whether of, or we are talking of saints, triumphant. People who have passed through this way and have made it and stepped into glory. Stepped into the presence of God. And who are no longer in the physical. Because when you leave this this terrestrial plane where we are now and enter into the next life, you will know as you are known. First Corinthians 13. You will become capable of knowing even what you couldn't know when you are on earth. Are they the ones Looking at us, watching us, or are we talking about the holy eyes of those who are in heaven? But the truth is, even if you think you are a small person, you think you are a big man or a big woman, you are being watched. You know how it is when you come into a place and you look around. And you see CCTV cameras all over. You know, you don't need anybody to tell you to better behave yourself. Eyes are on you. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, is saying that we are surrounded by so great a a cloud of witnesses. And he urged us, number one, To lay aside every weight. Some of us are carrying excess luggage. You want to travel from Enugu to Lagos by air. You want to travel from Nigeria to Europe or Canada or wherever by air. They limit how much you can carry. When you go beyond that limit... You are carrying excess luggage. And there will be penalty for that. In this race of life as Christians, we are all to be careful. Examine yourself. Be sure you are not carrying excess luggage. Luggage of sin. Luggage of greed. You want to acquire everything that could be acquired. And you forget that some of the people who have acquired so much, they cannot even tell you how much they have acquired, are now in prison. Some have died. Some are sick. These are practical things. Here in Nigeria, how many big men in quotes have passed away 
in the past one month? Did they carry their wealth and money? Say we are running a race. Put away excess luggage. Luggage of materialism. Luggage that comes because you are quarreling, you are fighting, you are jealous, you are envious of other people. Luggage you acquire because you are still living in the flesh. And it says you should get rid of sin and follow Jesus in a holy life. That holy life you have help. God himself is with you and supporting you. And you are going to run that race. And then in verse 2, he tells us there is a place to focus your attention. This race you are running is not a race you are running and you are looking at your right. You are looking at your left. You are even trying to look behind. Never says, look, look, look unto Jesus. Have a focus. Hallelujah. Looking unto Jesus. And he reminded us of who Jesus is. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And that verse reminded us quickly that Jesus, despite how big he is, the word that was with God. The word that is God. By whom all things were created. The son of God. Who has all the power. Despite how big he is. When he was on earth. He had to endure. Everybody say endure. Endure. He said he is the author and finisher of our faith, and who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. In talking about looking at Jesus, is different from looking unto Jesus. He's telling us to look unto Jesus. This type of look is not the look to know whether the man is tall or short. It's not a look to know whether the person is, is, is light complexion or dark. It's not that type of look. It is the type of look we saw in Psalm 121. It is the look unto something bigger than you. It's looking unto a person who can help you. A person who can deliver you. A person who can save you. A person who can show you example. A person you are looking at, you have perfect example. You can follow his path, you will never miss your way. Is that type of looking. And that is also important because we are talking of January 1. One whole brand new year is ahead of us. 
how do we enter this new year and be happy and be successful and make it and trust God to step into the next year if the Lord tarries. He says, look unto Jesus. Look at the way the psalmist put it in Psalm 121. It's very, very interesting. The man said the way things are and how difficult things are. The price of petrol. The way Naira is dropping. The way it appears that if you are not careful, it will become more difficult to find food to eat, to pay school fees, those who travel, to buy tickets. The way things are, wow. He said, I'm going to look onto the hills, and in Palestine there are hills. Jerusalem is upon a hill. I will look onto the hills, big mountains, and see whether I can get help from those hills. Majestic hills. There are big men. I will look onto them and see if I can get help. Big brothers, big sisters, parents, governors, head of state. I will look unto them and pay visits and see whether I can get help. And the psalmist by the Holy Spirit announced immediately that that would be a stupid thing to do. He said, my help cannot come from the mountains. My help cannot come from all these people that I'm attracted to look at. He says, my help will come from who? From God. And he qualified God. The God who has made the heaven and the earth. One man who I know, what he would have told me now is, no one meaning. It's no one meaning. It has a meaning. If you know there is God who has made the heavens and the earth in all the vastness and complexity of the earth, he made it, why will you leave him and be looking at mountains that cannot talk? Be looking at human beings who are there today and tomorrow they are gone. Looking at rich people who are also looking for help and salvation. Some of them don't sleep at night. They are afraid. Why don't you look unto God? That's what the psalmist said. I will look unto the hills. Where will my help come from? He said, my help will come from the Lord. Who has made the heaven and earth. It is that type of looking. We are looking on to Jesus as the source of our faith. And the faith here can have many meanings. Everything about being a Christian is faith. Jesus is the author of our Christian faith. 
If somebody is sick now and we have to pray and say, God, this fever must go now. We are exercising faith. That is faith. The author of that faith is also Jesus, the Logos. Hallelujah. So we look unto him. We look unto him. In 2024, we will have the faith. We will have the power. We will have the grace to forge ahead and make it no matter what comes our way. In the name of Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. We are going to look on him this year more than ever before. Because he is the author of our salvation. Jesus is the person you hold on to. And you know you are saved. Hallelujah. You can come to him and say, Lord Jesus, I have appreciated who you are and what you've done for me. But you know what I want is a closer relationship with you. Come into my heart and be my Lord. That's what it means to be Lord. I want to follow you. I will never say no to you because you are my Lord. I want you to be my Savior. I know there are all kinds of claims to capacity to save. Monday, mommy water. Monday, not all kinds of funny societies. Monday, not heady teacher. They are beckoning on you to come for insurance, for salvation. No, we know who the Savior is. His name is Jesus Christ. We are looking unto him this year. He will save us. Hallelujah. Yes. We trust him for salvation. We trust him for our faith. We trust him for supplies of our needs. We trust him to give us solution. Lord Jesus, what is this? Where do I go? We trust him to intervene in every situation and help us. Even if the palm oil in your house is the last one that you are cooking with, tell Jesus, if that is the problem in the house, he will see to it that that oil does not run out. Or he will send somebody to knock on your door and say, here is palm oil. And you start shedding tears. The tears will be, how did you know I need palm oil? And the person won't have time in, for any long story. He simply tell you, Jesus told me to give you oil. Is anybody following what I'm saying? That's the sort of God we are worshipping. We are going to depend on him to protect us, as we saw in Psalm 121. In the daytime, the sun is shining. The Lord will protect us. In the night, when it is dark, there's moon or stars, he will protect us. Our going out and our coming in, our travels, even to go to Kenyatta Market, 
or to go to a wedding or to drive to your children's school, if you have children in school, to go to work, to travel outside the Nugu, travel out of Nigeria, the Lord is the one who will protect our going out and our going in this year and beyond. In the name of Jesus, amen. We can trust him. We can trust him. Hallelujah. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Jesus himself is God. And if you think about it, that is actually what he wants us to do. To look unto him. To come to him. Hallelujah. There are many places in scripture you find Jesus making statements that mean, come to me. If you look at Matthew 11:28, we all know it. It said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Come to me. Don't start running around looking for places to go. Come to me. I will give you rest. I will help you. I will solve that problem. I will deal with that matter. And your soul can rest. Why are you quaking and shaking? He says, come to me. I will give you rest. And he says, mind you. My yoke is light. My burden. Uh, my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Those two have meanings too. It means that you don't come to Jesus and you forget he is Lord, he is in charge. And you are still in charge of your life, you still do whatever you like. No way, it doesn't go that way. When you come to him, he will take away the burden you are carrying. The yoke of the devil around you or holding you and pushing you and harassing you, he will take away the yoke of the devil. But Jesus will still ask you to carry your cross daily and follow him. And he says that burden is light. You can handle it. He says, I still want you to be tied to me. There is still a yoke. Don't run away and disappear. But you see, that yoke attaching you to me is light. Doesn't give you trouble. But listen to me. Come to me and get your rest. Hallelujah. If we had the time, would have read from John chapter 7, verse 38. It's one of the passages I like so much. There was a festival in Jerusalem. And so many people gathered from various countries of the world. And at a very critical time, Jesus stepped out to a prominent place and stood and said, If any man thirsts, come unto me and drink. You remember the passage, stupendous. If you were thirsty, dehydrated, you don't have water to drink, you are dying. 
He says, when you come to me and drink, it's not just that your thirst will be assuaged, your dehydration will go, but in fact, you will now become a source of water that will reach other people. It says, out of your belly shall flow our streams. No. He said, out of your belly will flow rivers. Not one river. Rivers of what kind of water? Living water. Let's clap for Jesus. There's no one like him. He's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. Jesus has the final say on issues. Jesus, when he finishes a matter, is accomplished perfectly. And you have nothing to add. And there's nothing you can do about it if you're not happy. He says, come unto me. You know, some of these things, picture it in your mind. You are approaching Jesus. Don't approach him with an I don't care attitude. Come unto him as someone who needs him, really. As someone he is thirsty. And when you come, open your mouth wide and drink. Drink what Jesus will give you. You will be satisfied and you will become a source of blessing to others. May that be our portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. It was Jesus who said, I am the good shepherd. When he says that, he says, don't go messing around like sheep that have no shepherd. Come to me, I will look after you. I will give you proper food. I will lead you to green pastures. And when it's time to drink, I will take you to where you drink, where the water is living water, and it cannot drown you, as you'll find in Psalm 23. That's the Lord Jesus. In 2024, I really want to get closer to Jesus. In 2024, this church will seek Jesus more than ever before. You know, wise people have always sought Jesus. We're going to seek him the more. The more we seek him, the more we find him. The more we find him, the more we are blessed. The more we are refreshed. The more we are alive. And the more we are impacting our world. When Jesus was born, see the baby. Some people came looking for him. Who were those? Wise men. Wise men have always been seeking Jesus from cradle. And another passage I like in the Bible, which was the subject of a crusade so many years ago in St. Bas Church, was, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. And you know who said those? They were Greeks. Learned people. People who had knowledge, who had information. They could speak and debate and talk from now to next year. But you know, when those people realized who Jesus was, they went looking for him. And when they came to where Jesus was, they couldn't approach him directly. 
out of respect and out of the people surrounding Jesus, they went to look for Philip of Bethsaida. And Philip looked for Andrew. And what did they say? Sir, we wish to see Jesus. We're going to look unto Jesus. Seeing him, looking unto him, holding unto him, transforms life. Life becomes worth living. Here on earth. And when it is the close of earthly life, you enter into a better future. Jesus said, abide in me, in John 15. If he said all this, why shouldn't I make more effort to look for him, look unto him, and hold unto him? There's something he said in that John chapter 15. Hey, he said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And when Jesus says nothing, it is absolutely nothing. Why are you sweating from morning to evening, Monday to Monday, sweating, and at the end, you gain nothing? And if that comes, the person goes to it. Why? When Jesus has told you, abide in me. Hold on to me. And you will do what? You will bear much fruit. Remember the words. He didn't say you will bear fruit. What did he say? You will bear much fruit. And then he said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So by the grace of God, you and me will be looking unto Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm not, I still have a few things to say, but I want to put it in perspective of 2024. We're going to look for Jesus and find him. If you ask me, we who are here, we have found Jesus. That's why I said we are not talking of looking just to see and know. We are talking of looking unto him to obtain. Hallelujah. Amen. Because he is our Lord and our leader. This walk with Jesus requires faith. In Hebrews 11.6, a passage many of us know by heart, says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And that anyone who wants to come to God must believe that God is. You must believe that there is God. And then, that God is a rewarder of those, mark the words, it is of those who seek him, of those who diligently seek him. Looking unto Jesus. We are going to make it bigger this year. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to gradually start rounding off. You remember our brother Peter. Peter. Peter is our man. God used him to teach us a lot. You remember this story. 
in Matthew chapter 14. Peter was comfortable in a boat. And all of a sudden, the master was walking on water. The master of the earth, of the sky, of the seas, the author and finisher of our faith, was walking on water. Peter saw him. Is that you? He said, yes, it's me. Don't be afraid. If it's you, ask me to come. <laughs> That's Peter, our man. Jesus said, yes, you can come. And that was it. Peter started walking on water. Peter started walking on water. But then we drew a lesson from what happened next. You know, water, waves, torrents. Hey, Peter lost his focus. You see the problem? Peter lost his focus. Jesus said, come unto me. And then instead of coming and looking on Jesus until you read Jesus, and Jesus could probably hold hands to him and they go back to the boat, he started looking around at the cost of uh, onions, at the, uh, you know, insecurity, and the people who were kidnapped not long ago. You see the point. He started looking at the waves. He lost focus. He was no longer looking on Jesus, the Lord, who told him, come. And then he started sinking. But he was a very smart man. He called out to Jesus immediately and said, See, I'm sinking. Oh. And Jesus came and held him by the hand and took him into the boat. That's why I said, Our man, Peter, we learned a lot from him. In 2024, let's focus on Jesus. You get the point. Let's, me, I want to focus on Jesus. I have talked to my body. See, that language of sickness and weakness and the discouragement we saw in our team, they should stay aside. I'm going to focus on Jesus and make it big in the name of Jesus. And you know one way of making it big is finding, God, what will you have me to do? Brand new year. God, what is your plan for me? What am I supposed to do? What are the things I should occupy myself with? If you can follow those and accomplish them, you have made it big. And the crowd of witnesses are applauding. Hallelujah. The more you obey God, the more you do things God said you should do, the more you set aside your convenience, the more you say no to the devil, the more God is closer to you and helping you. You know, the ministry of angels is still here with us. Not just in the Bible. Jesus will obey God, fasting and praying. The devil will come with all kinds of temptations. Jesus will say, it is written. I'm going to stick to the word of God. It is written. Get behind me, Satan. And then angels will come and say, Well done, sir. Can you tell? Or tell you if you tell, sir. Or make it your ego. Or ego. Or dollars or euro. 
We are here. The angels came and started ministering to him. It's still happening today. And may that be our portion in the name of Jesus. We are being watched by heaven. And may heaven be happy with us in the name of Jesus. In Luke 9.62, we read that there are some people who look back. They look on Jesus, they look back. He says they look back unto perdition. They perish. No, no, no. We are not those that perish. We are those who look unto Jesus and we make it big. And like Paul, we are looking forward to crowns. Broke one crown. There are different crowns. Hallelujah. When we get to heaven, everybody has made it to heaven. But you look around. This brother has three crowns. Another person has two crowns. Another person has one crown. It's your beginning. You check your own. Would you be happy to have you have the maximum number? That is performance. Hallelujah. Yes. When the crown of life, the crown of righteousness, there are crowns. We will have all of them in the name of Jesus. Amen. We will walk by faith. Second Corinthians 5, 7. It's instruction. Walk by faith. Walk by faith. Don't ever look back. Don't ever try it. Keep your focus on Jesus. I have told us before about what it means when the Bible says if you put your hand on the plow and look back, you're not worthy of the kingdom. I have explained that before. It's better you don't even put your hand on that plow than you put a hand on it and start looking back. Looking back for what? Don't you remember the wife of Lot? The angels have brought them out. And then she wants to look back. Look back to what? To your sewing machine. Or to your good TV. Or DSTV. Or to your laptop. What are you looking back for? When the back is burning and there is salvation ahead, you don't look back. When you are plowing with animals as a farmer and someone has hired you to do that job, you put your hand on the plow for those who haven't had this before. When you put your hand on the plow, there is a target you place your eyes on. Already determined. Because you want to make a stretch ridge. So there are poles set for each ridge. So you put your hand on the plow, the animals are ahead of you. You will now be directing those animals, keeping your eye on that target. And as you're keeping your eye, the animals don't know about it, but you are in charge. You are the one that should now be guiding those animals, and they will be making a straight ridge. Now look at me. When you remove your hand from that plow and look back, have you seen what you've done? It's disaster. The animals will deviate. And when you now look again, how do you get cows to correct the mess they have made? 
and the farmer who hired you is expecting straight reach. If this one gets crooked, what would you do to the next one? You understand? And the next reach. You have to make straight reach looking on that target. And you don't ever remove your hand from that plow to look back. So that you don't mess up the work. And it says, those who do such things are not worthy of the kingdom of God. Because God does not want people to mess up the work of his kingdom. We are not those who look back. And we don't look back unto, unto perdition. In the name of Jesus. We look unto Jesus. Jesus will show us the way. Jesus will protect us. Jesus will encourage us. Let me round off by saying a few more things. Number one, in 2024, let's remember Psalm 46. Can anybody raise it and read Psalm 46? There, the word of God tells us that God is our place of refuge. Don't ever run away. Don't stay far from God. Psalm 46. Okay, I will read it. I'm almost there. In Psalm 46, the Bible says, God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth or even Nigeria, let me add that one, be removed. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, we will not fear. Because God will take care of us. He is our refuge and strength. If you've been where there are lizards, lizards that fear people. Because there are compounds where lizards don't fear people. As you are coming, they are coming. Because throughout their life, nobody has killed any lizard in that compound. So they don't fear you. But if you are in a place where lizards behave like lizards, they have a way of staying close to a tree. Close to something. Where if you just do anything, they are there. They have climbed up. They have escaped. They have a place of refuge. And the psalmist says, God is our refuge. So don't stray away. Don't stay too far from God. Don't go to areas where the grace of God does not cover you, physically or spiritually. God is our refuge. Number two, God is our strength. May he remain our strength this year and beyond in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The last thing I want to make reference to is a very popular psalm we all know, and that is Psalm 91. Psalm 91. We'll conclude with it. We will not go far there. In Psalm 91, the Bible says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In verse 2, we see a little bit of what is like Psalm 46 verse 1. He says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge 
and my fortress. My God, in him I will trust. You know, there's something about this. Staying in the secret places of the Most High. How does that happen? Is it just to find a way of whether you have a color or not, you just go and hide under the altar there, you know, in the secret place. No. You have to be close to God. You have to know to commune with God. You have to know to read the word and internalize the word of God. This looking unto Jesus, we say, requires faith. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing. And hearing what? The word of God. The more we read and internalize the word of God, the more we have faith. And when we have faith, our faith can move mountains. We can conquer 2024. We can conquer any other years that are coming after it, if the Lord tarries. Today, we can be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let's rise to pray. Let us pray. We have to round off here. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto him to please him. Looking unto him to have salvation. Looking unto him to have solutions to our problems. Looking unto him for direction. Looking unto him for help. For protection. Even when there seem to be threats of the enemy. We can look unto Jesus. And Jesus will say, peace, be still. When waves begin to hover around us. And there is fear. We can look unto Jesus and hear him say, Peace, be still. I want you to pray by yourself. January 1. Tell Jesus something. He wants to hear what you will say. Tell Jesus something. Everybody begin to pray. Even though Mazi, we are praying. Begin to pray. I think one thing I would like to say to Jesus this morning is, Lord, I am looking unto you. I'm a mere man, but you're a great God. Lord Jesus, we love you. We appreciate you. We appreciate what you've done for us. Today, Lord, please take my hand. I want to look unto you throughout my life. And particularly this new year. Lord, take my hand. Lead me by the way. You know best today, tomorrow, and future. Lead me, Lord. Lead me. Show me when to rise. Tell me when to move. Tell me when to come back. Tell me when to turn right. Tell me when to turn left. Lord, I'm looking unto you. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me. And help me, Lord. Round off with a prayer. As we round off with this prayer, someone can say this morning, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and make me born again. 
If there's anyone who wants to take that decision, brand new year, brand new month, first day of January, just raise your hand where you are. And we can add prayer to that. Lord, look at me. Come into my heart. I want to follow you. Lord God, reach out to any such and turn them around. Make them your children. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for bringing us into a brand new year. Thank you, Father, because you are a holy God. You are the God who is almighty. You are the Lord who is sovereign. You are Jehovah Elohim. When you open a door, no man can close it. Father, help us this year and beyond to look unto Jesus, your Son, our Lord. In looking unto him, it is well with us. Because he will give us life and give us more abundantly. He will lead us every step of the way. He is Jehovah Sabaoth. He will fight our cause. He will bring us into your eternal kingdom. Thank you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Open unto you, hallelujah.